Hello, everybody. We are clocked in with the press at Altman Studios in Brentwood, California, and welcome to the show. We're here to spread some news, spill some tea, and speak some truth that might not be supported by the press. In this podcast, I'm going to share both facts and opinions, and you have a right to agree or disagree with them. So for today, we're going to be talking about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and how it overturned the conviction of Bill Cosby. Previously, Cosby was found guilty in 2018 of a sexual assault that happened in the early 2000s in his own home against Andrea Constant. Cosby was originally charged in 2015, where the evidence was revealed and an arrest occurred just days before the statute of limitations would expire. In the initial trial, the jury was hung and it was categorized as a mistrial. During that time, in the heat of the hashtag MeToo movement, there was only one witness. However, in the second trial, the court allowed five other witnesses to testify against Cosby. This added on to the number of women who were allegedly assaulted by him. Before we go too deep into that story, here are the top stories of the week. A fire that started in the kitchen caused minimal damage to the Boardwalk Grill restaurant at the Discovery Bay Marina Wednesday morning, July 21st. According to the ECC FPD Battalion Chief Greg Alzan, at 8.05 a.m., units from the ECC FPD in Discovery Bay, Oakley, and Confire responded to reports of a fire in the 5800 block of Marina Road. Upon arrival, firefighters spotted smoke coming from the kitchen area. The restaurant was unoccupied at the time, Alzan said. Firefighters forced their way into the business, located the smoke, and extinguished the fire. Azan said that the restaurant sustained minimal smoke damage, which was confined to the kitchen. Speaking of fires, just as it seemed that a crucial decision on the consolidation of the East Contra Costa ECCFPD and Contra Costa County's Confire Fire Protection District was within sight, a last-minute scheduling conflict caused the cancellation of Confire's Board of Directors meeting on Tuesday afternoon, July 13th. The board was expected to consider the final feasibility study on the merger after the full report was released late last week. The report's key finding is that the three fire agencies covered by the study, CONFIRE, ECCFPD, and the Rodeo Hercules Fire District, should move forward with consolidation, also referred to as annexation. If CONFIRE's board approves the resolution calling for consolidation, it will result in a request to the Local Agency Formation Commission to annex the ECCFPD and RHFD service areas into CONFIRE's service area. It is expected that the Local Agency Formation Commission will require approximately six months to complete those actions. Should CONFIRE's directors not approve the resolution to consolidate the districts, the effort will be, for all intents and purposes, dead in the water. Next, on July 12th, former Contra Costa County clerk recorder Joe Canciamia pleaded guilty to perjury and grand theft, totaling nine counts, for illegal activity tied to his political campaign bank accounts. The Contra Costa District Attorney's Office filed criminal charges against Canciamia last year. Cancy Amia previously served as a Contra Costa County clerk recorder and resigned in 2019. Cancy Amia will serve 365 days in county jail per his guilty plea. Per the court, the Contra Costa County Sheriff's Office will determine how the custody time will be served. In addition to all of this, he was sentenced to two years formal probation by Judge Leslie Landu. Due to his felony conviction, Cancy Amia will not be able to act as an attorney and he will report his criminal conviction to the California State Bar. Further, he may no longer hold public office or any other elected office. On the topic of offices, on July 16th, an SUV drove into an eye care optometry building on Sand Creek Road at about 11.45 in the morning. 
Nobody was injured in the accident, according to East Contra Costa County Fire Protection Battalion Chief Jess Burris. The business and the car sustained minimal damage. The case is under investigation for the direct cause of the accident, but if we can know one thing, it's that if the driver had any hard time seeing, they went to the right place. Lastly, state park officials were pleasantly surprised to find that the state had allocated $1.4 million to assist with the restoration and preservation of the 165-year-old John Marsh House. State Senator Steve Glazer emphasized the importance of the house in the local Contra Costa history, as well as the, quote, archaeological composition around it, end quote. The 7,000-square-foot sandstone structure is the centerpiece of a 3,700-acre Marsh State Historic Park. Prior to John Marsh's arrival to the property, there is evidence that it belonged to indigenous populations for over 7,000 years. The house is a historical and archaeological site. Let's get back to the topic of the day, which has to do with Bill Cosby and the Supreme Court case. So, according to the reports... The Pennsylvania Supreme Court found an agreement in a previous prosecutor of the case, which prevented them from carrying out charges against Cosby. What's really weird about this is that this agreement was never actually found in writing, and it is something that is mostly hearsay. Justice David Wetched, while writing for the court, stated that overturning the decision and banning any attempt for prosecution, quote, is the only remedy that comports with society's reasonable expectations of its elected prosecutors and our criminal justice system. A problem that was brought up by the defense that was a theme in overturning the decision was the question on whether so many witnesses should have been allowed to speak, considering that many of them never became official criminal cases. So what that basically meant is that because their original testimonies were never recorded by the police because they didn't originally press charges, they were saying that those testimonies were then invalidated. And that meant that the 2018 conviction of Cosby had to be invalidated as well because the testimonies were something that could not be proven or disproven. For me, this is really sad. When Cosby was originally convicted, it was more than just, you know, some random conviction. It was in the middle of the hashtag MeToo movement. You know, it signaled the start of a stand against that part of our culture that was systematically silencing voices of survivors in favor of those who are in power. So, on the other hand, by overturning this decision with Cosby and citing this agreement between the prosecution and Cosby that was never written down, it has those social and cultural implications that set that precedent that people with the big name or the money or the power or the reputation, you know, they will acquire a type of protection that makes it so that they can skirt their way around the law or they can, you know, avoid rule of law in a way that makes it so this way people who are victims are never able to acquire that legal type of justice. For example, former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown commented on the subject by saying, quote, if they were absolutely accurate in telling the truth, why would you wait from 1969 to 2018 to tell a story? End quote. Here is my main problem with this thinking. There is way more to telling these stories and revealing them than just getting the truth out there because not everyone wants to endure the consequences of having to come forward about their experiences with these people with these big names and all this power 
because once you do, you are forced to not just relive those moments of just awfulness, but also because you're forced to constantly have to talk about it and people recognize you for that experience. And living day to day just completely changes. So when people say, why didn't these people come out before? It's because the difficulty of that decision is something that does take time. And we cannot blame people for not being immediate in revealing these experiences that they have. So overall, for me, I can't help but think that in this case, when it comes to overturning this decision, you know, the idea of money and fame and power in this specific moment mattered more than integrity in the legal system. And it was at the expense of others that, you know, powerful people would be able to just continue. On the other hand, however, something that somebody was recently reminding me of is that even though legally, you know, Bill Cosby was able to get out of prison and escape these charges, um, we all know who he is and we all know what happened. So we can find some comfort in the idea that while the legal system might not necessarily be working 100% in the favor of the people, it is through each other and our culture that we are still able to create change. So that's it for today's episode of Clocked In. We appreciate your support and we look forward to sharing more information with you next week. What do you think about the Bill Cosby case? Should the Pennsylvania Supreme Court have honored an agreement that was never captured in writing? Make sure to follow us on Facebook at thepress.net or on Twitter or Instagram at PressClockedIn. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your opinions on these subjects. Thank you so much for your time and I look forward to next week. This is Caitlin Gleason, Clocking Out.